Hello, listeners. This is Daniel Rovin of the Tesla City Stories. The following podcast is a recreation of a 1940s episode from the catalog of the Tesla Broadcasting Company. You have not, I repeat, not fallen through a hole in the space-time continuum. Please enjoy. presentation of the Tesla City Stories. It's 1944, and TBC is on the air again. TBC. The Tesla Broadcasting Company and Himmler's All-American Ale bring you another episode of the Wild Card Mysteries. Tesla City. The streets glisten darkly in the aftermath of a listless rain, as if the heavens themselves have abandoned the task of washing the town clean. Whoa, whoa, thanks for the weather report, Chet, but I'll take it from here. Look, friends, there's no need for poetic scene setting. All you need to know about a town like the Big T is that she's full of kings, queens, aces, and jokers, all trying to come out on top, but most getting lost in the shuffle. Luckily, I'm pretty good at finding things. My name is Jack Wilde, and I'm a detective. Not all the time, mind you. Sometimes I'm just a sad sack at the wobbly table in back of Wu-Tan's laundry, looking at a pair of sevens and not much else. Are you in or out? Yeah, yeah, hold on. There you are, Jack. Here I am, and have been for... Jeez, three hours. That can't be right. Vi's gonna be steamed. Look... This is about a job. Your timing couldn't be better, Dusty. Spot me a 10 so I can Andy? This is the big hand. I can feel it. A 10? Uh, sure. That's right here on my wallet right next to... Well, would you look at that? My TCPD badge. What? what? No. Guys, wait. He's not gonna... Uh, you gotta give me a chance to... <sighs> nice going, Captain. You just floated my floating poker game. You think next time you could wait till I'm up 40 bucks instead of down before you start flashing your shield? When are you ever up, Jack? It's like I always say. Do you guys take IOUs? I say you gotta lose money to win money. Boy, that's just dumb enough to sound like something you would say. Now listen, I tracked you down to the ritzy part of town because I got a job for you. You brought me a case? <laughs> now there's an admission of defeat. What kind of head-scratcher has brought Detective Captain Dustin Mankiewicz to my metaphorical door? It's a missing persons case, and this one's not on the books. Well, get out your Crayolas and color me intrigued. You got a picture of the disappeared party? Yeah, here. Oh, ha ha, very rich. No joke, Jack. That's your mark. This is not a missing person. This is a missing mutt. Correction! That is a purebred orange sable Pomeranian. Specifically, a three-year-old male purebred orange sable Pomeranian who answers to the name Robespierre and who belongs to Mrs. Veronique Stutz of 1488 South Felton Street. Who's... My mother-in-law. Make no mistake, this is a very real case with very real consequences for yours truly, but it ain't something I could assign... Real police to pursue. Well, Dusty, I sympathize. I, I do. 
But I didn't hang out my P.I. shingle so I could play dog catcher. Oh, yeah? Well, think again, bright boy, because you know what else this is? <sighs> Payback. Payback! Hmm. For getting both of us drummed out of the United States Army. Dishonorable discharge. An indelible lifelong stain. Come on, Dusty. You address me as Captain Maggot. That's been six years now, Captain. Sir, we both landed on our feet. Well, maybe you can sleep easy at night thinking about all those boys overseas taking the fight to Hitler and Hirohito, men that we could have, should have, been serving beside. But I know I can't, mister. Yeah, no, I hear you, Cap. <clears throat> so, when exactly was the last time you saw uh, Robespierre? Oh, it was Sunday night. I believe he must have snuck out when Elena, she's our maid, left for the evening. He's a feisty one and very quick on his feet. Uh, uh-huh, sure. Uh, did you hear him after he made his getaway? Not a peep. Hmm. I thought Pomeranians were yappy little things. Not Robespierre. He's a perfect little gentleman. Besides, he can't. Uh, can't what? Bark? Not as such. Damaged vocal cords, you see. Robespierre can mostly make a sort of coughing sound, like a colicky child. Okay. Uh, and when you noticed he was missing, uh, did you set out to find him? No, never. Not in this neighborhood after dark. So many undesirable elements out there. Albanians, and worse. Uh, I, I see. Well... Dustin said that if anyone could bring Robespierre home, it would be you. Please find my darling boy. When one unwisely decides to become a private detective, he doesn't just go buy a stack of business cards, a 38, and a huge magnifying glass. There's actually a certification exam. It's a job with a very particular set of skills and necessary restrictions. There are things you gotta know about the law, about surveillance, and criminal psychology. Almost none of which will help you when trying to track down a pampered pooch enjoying his first furlough in the big city. Not saying I didn't give it a shot. I started at the top, went to the inside source. Namely, every dog catcher on the south side. Yeah, uh, hey buddy, any chance you've come across this little guy? What are you, nuts? I was nothing if not thorough. I knocked on doors, chatted up street vendors and old folks on the stoops. I even went so far as to interrogate some of the city's shorter denizens. Hey there, sweetheart. Uh, see the doggy in this picture? Have you seen him around? What are you, mister? Cuckoo? Undeterred and tenacious, I left no stone unturned. Excuse me, ma'am. Have you, by any chance, seen this dog? What are you, crazy? <laughs> Starting to think I am. I'm this close to packing it in. This is my bench! Yeah, that was just about how the day went. Until sometime after nightfall, when yours truly was reduced to wandering back alleys with a pocket full of bacon. Robespierre, here, boy. Robespierre, Jean Valjean, Maurice Chevalier, crepes of that. Ho, 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 ho. I felt and looked like a prize-winning boob, ready to call it a day when, trekking through the high weeds of an empty lot, I found the body. A body, I should say, and not the dogs. What's it look like, Peretti? One quick ugly slash across the throat. Not much of a struggle and probably very quiet. Mm. You recognize him, Jack? 
Yeah, that's Vin Maroney, lower echelon numbers runner for the Rossini gang. Yeah, it looks like an in-house rub, maybe? Ugh, thought you were supposed to be easing my burden, Jack. Not piling on extra rocks. Hey, just doing my duty as a law-abiding citizen. Just tell me you've made some progress on that, uh, the other thing. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I got some promising leads I'm following up on right now. Uh-huh. To his credit, he knew I was buffaloing him. But I felt I'd earned a pass. I had just enough time to wet my whistle before heading over to my girl's place for a late dinner. So I made my way over to the Wheel of Fortune, my favorite Suds and Shadows joint. Hey, Jackie! Hey, right back, Oboken. House tricks. What? I said house tricks. Oh, she's good. Doc said it was just an allergic reaction. Now I should explain, to the best of my ability, who this gent is. As a young man, Charlie Hoboken Downs earned his keep as a demolitions man for the Army Corps of Engineers. Then, during the Depression, he put those same skills to use for various shady outfits as a safe demolisher. His years on the wrong side of the law make him a valuable informant, even if his years spent around blasting caps have left him 68% death. You working a case, Jack? Uh, not as such, Hoboken. I tell you the odd thing that just happened, apropos of nothing. I just stumbled over the former personage of Vin Maroney. Oh, so they finally done him, huh? What do you know about it? And and keep your voice down. Oh, yeah. Two weeks ago, I heard one of Rossini's lieutenants setting up the hit with that freelance torpedo Dom the Softy Felton. Uh, you'll understand my skepticism at you hearing anything. You know me, Jackie. People feel free saying just about everything in front of me because they know I can't hear where the plug. But what they don't know is how good I can read lips. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty handy at that. What about candy? Let me go get us a couple of brews, buddy. You have money, Jack. I appreciate your caution, Simza. But yeah, tonight I'm flush. The cards were in your favor, yes? Nah, the cards don't like me much. But I got an advance on a new job. Got to hear, Jack. Because I do not pay my rent with promises. Someday you should let me deal you cards from my deck. Oh, gorgeous. You know I don't go in for that fortune teller hooey. The tarot is not to be mocked. It is a gift. It can show us pathways and obstacles. But can it show me tens and twenties? Ha ha ha! You are the purest fool, Jack Wilde, and I hope you never change. Now then, what will it be? What else but a couple of ice-cold Himmlers? Good choice! Heck, it's the only choice. Why, did you know that every bottle of Himmler's All-American Ale is brewed in Topeka, Kansas, using only the freshest barley and hops our amber waves of grain can produce? Giving every mouthful of Himmler's the rich, heady taste of America. And freedom! That, too. You know more about Himmler's All-American Ale than I do, Jack, and I run a bar. Well, when you love something as much as I love the refreshing taste of Himmler's, you'll want to know everything about it. Like their brand new filtration process that produces a beer as crystal clear as the all-natural spring water used to make it. Ah, but did you know that Himmler's All-American Ale is helping us win the war? Yeah? How so, Simza? Well, it's... it's beer. Soldiers like beer. <laughs> True enough. And more than any other, they love Himmler's. American-made since 1857 and in no way related to the Nazi director of the SS. So, when you've got an all-American thirst, only one name spells relief. Himmler!
Mmm, smells great, babe. But maybe it could use a little garnishing. <laughs> there we go. When did you start carrying bacon strips around in your coat pocket? Since Dusty sent me off on a wild Pomeranian chase. I told you all about it. All right. I guess I was too caught up in your other story about that murdered man. Huh. You don't suppose the two cases are connected, do you? What? Maybe the dog killed the gangster. Huh. I know. I'm a ditz. No. Not a chance. You, Viola Harper, are a purebred genius. Really? I can't wait to tell Betsy. Detective Captain Mankiewicz. You're still there. Good. I was just on my way out, actually. While your tip about Softy Feldman's possible involvement with the Moroni murderer seems promising, there's nothing to go on. No evidence or witnesses means I get to go home. Yeah, about that. What did Peretti come up with when he canvassed the neighborhood? Just what I told you. Zilch. There was no fight, no scream, nothing that would have made anybody look out their window. The most we got out of the neighbors is a couple reporting they heard somebody outside coughing. Like a colicky child? What is it? What do you got, Jack? Maybe nothing. Maybe a lead on a witness, Dusty. Little guy. Red hair. French name. What? Jack, are you schnockered? Because I ain't got the time for- The truth was, I was a little bit schnockered. Himmler's packs a wallop. But, thanks to my girlfriend's ample imagination, I had also stumbled onto that rarest of treasures, one solution to two mysteries. Bright and early the next morning, I acted on my hunch. First, by putting in a call to Hoboken and getting the address of the current digs of Dom Feldman. Then I strapped on my shoulder holster and woke up the man who'd set me off on this fool's errand. Morning, Captain. Ugh. I forgot what a sight you are first thing in the AM. Like Lon Chaney with a hangover. Funny man. You'd look like this too if you'd had to spend the night before watching your wife comfort a grieving, poochless mother while shooting you dirty looks all the while. Did you bring what I asked? Yeah, I got it, but you mind explaining how a mugshot of Softy Feldman is gonna help us locate Robespierre? Just drive, Dusty. We found the closest greengrocers to Feldman's flophouse, and I went in, doing the standard detective's Q&A with the guys behind the counter. Only this time, flashing a picture of an actual human being. Good news, Captain. Feldman was in there just yesterday. He bought two pounds of kibble. Uh-huh. And? Just drive, Dusty. Okay, Jack. I'm about done playing chauffeur for you. It's high time you clued me in as to whatever unlikely scenario you've patched together. Sunday night, around 8.30, Robespierre took it on the lamb from your mother-in-law's house on Felton. Two hours later, and just a few blocks away, on orders from Boss Rossini, Dom Feldman ices Vimeroni in an open lot. You know how Feldman got the nickname Softy? Because, as a matter of policy, He'll rub out anybody except women, kids, and pets. So wait, you think... We're about to find out. You might want to pull into that alley there behind the building. No, that's... that's one crazy leap, Wild. Yeah, maybe. It's like I always say... Ah, shut up, Jack. 
I'll cover the front and the fire escape. Just be careful. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? Yeah? Um, yeah, uh, Mr. Feldman, I'm from Clancy's Grocery down the street. Looks like we overcharged you on your last bill. Yeah? Yes, sir, by a whole quarter. A whole quarter, you say? Well, you'd better come on in. Sure. Now, you may not think a quarter is worth the trouble, but Clancy's prides itself on being an honest and scrupulous establishment. Sure, no. I appreciate that. Gracious. Sounds like somebody's come down with quite a cold. Nah, nobody's sick here. See? It's just the dog. That's not just a dog. That's a purebred orange sable Pomeranian. Wow. You're pretty smart. But not smart enough to know that I never gave my name or my address at the grocery store. Huh. Smart enough maybe to take your hand away from that bulge in your coat. But don't you want your quarter? No fair! You got the sturdy oak table to hide behind and I get this couch! Yeah, that's a crying shame. For the record, you got nothing on me, copper! Think you might stop trying to kill me if I told you I'm not a cop? Nope! What if I told you I was an eight-year-old girl? Shut up! I know, it's annoying, isn't it? So there you were, in that lot, finishing up with Maroney, and that mud starts coughing up a storm, threatening to give you away. But you just can't bring yourself to off the little guy. I mean, look at that little face. Both of you, shut up! Ah! Some soft you are. He'd winged me pretty good. His red-hot slug digging a trench through the top of my left shoulder and ruining the nicer of my two sport coats. It wasn't the first time I'd gotten a love tap from a live round, but it's not exactly an experience you get used to. No doubt about it, I was in a tight spot. But I found a little comfort in the appearance of a familiar face peeking in at the window. You can have a hard time pinning that job on me when you're six feet deep! You ain't gonna believe me, softy, but I really did just come here for the dog. He's the guy who wants you for the murder rap. Freeze, Feldman! Did you get him, Cap? Yeah, Jack. He's down. Everybody okay in here? Yeah, I'll live. Uh, but I, uh, I wouldn't bet on the Pomeranian. You really are a rotten gambler, Jack. Robespierre! You've been listening to the Wild Card Mysteries. Brought to you by Himmler's All-American Ale. The beer All-America is saying, Yavol to. Tonight's episode, Bet on the Pomeranian, was adapted and directed by Brendan Jones and produced by Jerry Chrisman for Raygun Gothic. It starred Brendan Jones as Jack, Daniel Rovan as Mankowitz, and Lauren McCune as Viola and Simson. It also featured John Campbell, and Jerry Christman. Show theme composed by Patrick White. Your announcer has been Chet Billingsley. The Tesla Broadcasting Company now ends its broadcast day by reminding you that the war is not yet won. There's still fighting to be done, but red, white, and blue are the colors that never run. Good night, 
and God bless the brave men and women of our armed forces. The Tesla City Stories is produced by Lauren McCune, John Campbell, and Brendan Jones. Executive produced by Jerry Christman for Raygun Gothic LLC. Additional production support provided by John Campbell. Special thanks to Sam Mowry of Willamette Radio Workshop, our dedicated cast of talented actors, our tireless crew, and the support of our incredible fans all across Tesla Nation. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review us on your platform of choice, and spread the word about us. That all helps to boost the signal. To learn more about us and see upcoming dates of our live performances, check out our website at teslacitystories.com.